What's up, guys? It's Cheyenne Woods here, and I'm with my friend, Doug Smith. Here we We're go. back again with another episode. That's it. We're back talking it. tournament prep. I have a tournament. Doug's got a tournament. Some of you might, you might not, but we're going to tackle it today. I'm going to start there for this episode. I'm kind of nervous, nervous about this tournament. I, I don't know. I think I'm excited. It's been a while since I've actually played in an event. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a tournament that matters. So this yes. is the first time I'm jumping back into the ropes. It's probably been a little over 18 months since I had a tournament. So, I, you know, for you, I feel like it's probably been the same amount of time for you. Yeah, it feels pandemic. like it. It feels about uh, like it. How are you, you know, pre-tournament and prep preparing for a championship? I feel a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and act and stunt for all the people out there that do listen to our show. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. I mean, do you feel those butterflies or how's it work for you? Um, I'm definitely feeling them right now because like you said, it has been, I mean, for us, almost five months now of no tournament play on tour. So to get back into it, definitely a little bit of nerves. You know, I always think nerves are good, you know, if you're able to channel them in the proper way. But the butterflies, you know, do you ever get golf nightmares? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, I don't think I've ever had a golf night. You gotta, you gotta, wow. we gotta go in depth here. A golf nightmare. I mean, I know what a nightmare <sighs> is. I'm assuming that is some scary <laughs> shit. What are you thinking about shanking the ball? I hope Let's... that our listeners can relate. I know I've talked to a lot of golfers who have had these exact same dreams, so I know I'm not crazy. But when I'm in tournament mode, season mode, I get golf nightmares to where I can't tee up the ball. There's something always in my backswing. I can't take, I can't like tee off. And it's so weird because it's consistent throughout golfers. Like, we all have the exact same dream. It's crazy. So, something is to it, I think. I don't I, know. I heard Maybe. that one. <laughs> Someone can interpret my dream. but Yeah, somebody. Can we get somebody? Let's get Dr. Bob back in here to tell you what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> That's what we need. But, you know, all of these emotions come when you're you're preparing for a tournament or a big event that you might be a little bit nervous or anxious about. See, my nerves are weird. Like, I don't get nervous to, like, the third hole. That's when I get the oh, first really? T jitters. Yeah, my like, shit's, I'm really doing this. Yeah, my, my nerves are <laughs> delayed. Like, you know, it's like uh, I blink and I'm three holes in. I'm either one under or three over. And it's like, oh, snap, I'm yeah. in a tournament. And then it's like, oh, and then the nerves come. This it's really always counts. This it's matters. always been weird for me. I've always wow, got the third hole jitters. Yes. I'm, the, I'm the complete opposite. You know, I'm nervous the night before, you know, during my warm up. I might my tendency is to rush. And so when I'm nervous, I rush. And so, you know, I'm rushing. I've got a lot of energy here and are there. Are you rushing because you late, though? Like, are you late? No. Like, or do I'm you never... have, like, a regiment? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Are you Because you try to catch up because you're late. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm on top of my stuff when it comes to tea times and routine uh, and warm-up. So I'm usually rushing just because I have so much energy in me that yeah. I don't realize it. I'm just, like, moving fast and doing a lot of things. Um, but that for me, I was saying is opposite to you because once I get to the third hole, I'm good. I'm settled in. I've gotten through the first two. Like, let's just play golf now. It's weird. Like for me, just everything going into the tournament, I usually sleep well the night before tournaments. Um, I'm usually like ready to go though. I will say like, it's, it's more of like a positive you stress kind of anxiety yep. where I'm like, let's get to the tee. Let's go. Like it's, it's it's like, but for me, it's like once I hear my name called or on the tee, ducks. But that's when everything goes slow. Mm. And then three holes later, it's like it's like I'm being shot out of a cannon, and it's like, <laughs> whoa, I'm in it. So Here we go. what do you what do you do when you get to that point and you you can you're able to recognize you're having these feelings? Oh man, <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, 
You know, it's, I, a couple things. Believe it or not, I I always try to club down and swing hard. That's one of my that's one of my go tos when I'm when I get anxious or nervous. I, I always feel like I got more control over a harder swing than I do like a smooth swing. I know that's mm-hmm. the exact opposite for you because you just don't miss fairways. But <laughs> if I'm nervous. I'm one. If I'm nervous, I'm trying to get a club out of my hand off the tee that has a a hosel on it. Uh, if mm. I'm nervous, uh, give me a hybrid three wood, or I will heel punch cut a driver just to like <laughs> not like Yikes. I don't care if it's if it's a if it's a hole and there's water at two forty, you might see me literally chip a driver because I am not trying to have button it that, down that, there. That no, I don't want no hosel when I'm when I'm in that third <laughs> hole. Um, but I think I think it goes back though, Cheyenne, from a practice standpoint. How do you prepare? You know, everybody's a little different. I know I like to get a lesson about um, seven days before my championship or a championship, which I will do uh, coming up here in a bit. Um, you know, I like to get a lesson. I like to 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 work the move, as I say, you know, and get ready for the championship and uh, uh, play a practice round. Of course, I know these are very very high level things, but what are things you do leading up to a championship? Um, so for me, you know, I'm playing in about a week. We play next Friday. Uh, we start our season. And so in the next few days, the next it's about week, time. I know it's been a minute. <laughs> so for me, you know, I actually haven't had a lesson in a month or so, but you know, I'm communicating with my coach, sending videos. So I know kind of where I'm at and what I'm feeling, working on those movements, like you said, and then working my way into tournament mode to where I I don't like thinking too mechanically when I'm competing. So getting those feels on the range, working them out on the golf course to where I can just go play and playing just a lot of golf every day and getting into those tournament-like situations, yeah. that tournament mindset of actually having to hit and execute a shot the first time. Um, so really just transitioning from range work uh, you know, block practice work to just on the course and, and play mode. Yeah, I got to be in a mode. Like, I have to have had at least like five days in a row. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so once once we get into, uh, I think the Arizona opens like the third and the fourth, third, fourth, fifth of August. You know, once we, once I get to, you know, the, well, shit, that's next week. Damn. Yeah, um, it's creeping up on you. <laughs> I got to get, I got to get ready. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. This 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 championship's a little different for me though this year than than previous tournaments. Uh, I'm not in golf shape. I can admit that. All intents and purposes, having Rincey and not being able to really practice and quote grind. Yeah. Um, I'm really actually surprised that I played so well in the qualifier. I, I'm not gonna lie. You know, we talked to Doctor Bob about it last week and really played well in the qualifier. Had zero expectations. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in this mindset right now where I don't know kind of what to think because I had a good round and played well with no expectations and then you get into the championship right. where now it's like the ex- expectation you know when a qualifier is to qualify you shoot 63 or, or 73 you get the same result same reward you know now it's going into the tournament it's like i've really been wrestling with do i still stay with that i don't care attitude and hit balls a couple of days before the championship go on and then that's it it's interesting i don't i really don't know it worked for the qualifier, so I might as well keep it rolling. Yeah, I might as well do it again. But you know, when it comes to practice rounds and things like that, Shy, how do you play a practice round and, and getting ready for a tournament? Um, so like you said, with at least tour events, I'll get there on a Sunday or Monday, and we have Tuesday, Wednesday practice. So if it's a new course, I like to play it. Hopefully, I can play it maybe twice uh, before actually competing uh whether it be nine nine eighteen or eighteen and eighteen um 
I do, I do like seeing the course as much as I can. If it's a course I've seen before, for me, it's really just let's play it one time through. Let's see how the course condition is, how fast are the greens, what the rough is like, and just freshen up on what my lines are. Everyone is so different in their practice yeah. rounds. Um, yeah. It's so personal. Everybody, so everybody's super different. Everybody. Like when you play a practice round, do you actually play? Because I'm, I, I stay so far away from playing. Like I don't, <laughs> I won't hold out in a practice round. I really? Mm-mm. Won't do it. I love playing matches in a practice round because for me, it's like, okay, this is a tournament course. Let me actually play as though I'm competing and see what it's like to hit the one shot, have to get up and down. Um, but I'm 50-50, so I could go either way. Why don't you like to hold out? Is it like a superstitious thing? No, you know, it's funny. Like I used to, when I was in college and we'd play events and we'd play practice rounds, we always played money games. And we all, you know, we'd, we'd go out and we'd... We'd do our coursework, but we'd finish the hole because we were competing. And I found myself thinking about the shot that I hit yesterday when I got I to the see. tee, or yeah. I thought about the putt that I missed, or I thought about the, the one hole that I didn't play well, or and that would eat at me. And yeah. so, and then when I got back to that hole, I usually, like, say I hit a ball out of bounds in, in, in the match against my teammate in the practice round. In the championship, I think about hitting out of bounds. So it got to the point where I was like, the hell with this. I'm just not going to play. No, I don't want to have these thoughts. So when I'm playing a practice round, you'll see me. I usually hit a, a couple different shots off a tee. So I'll hit like a driver and a three wood, figure out which number I like the most. Um, I'll, in my mind, I'll, I'll disregard the flag that's in the hole. Hopefully a good course will have just pins in the middle during a practice round. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'll hit two. I'll hit a couple balls, one on the front front edge, one on the back edge, see how the balls are pitching to the front and back. And uh, I'll roll a putt to, you know, where the, the dots are or where I think I, I might miss, hit a couple of chips. I do that for 18 holes. Um, I, don't, I just don't want to set that expectation to, to myself that I did that before. I want to yeah. do it in the championship. And, and, and the thing is, I still do that in multi-day events, you know, where mm-hmm. you, you get to the hole and you remember that you made a birdie yesterday. Or you remember that you hit it out of bounds the day before. So I, I don't want no background info in my head. I just want to go forward. As weird as that sounds. Yes. No, that makes sense. You want, you kind of want a clean slate going into a, a tournament. I get that. I totally get that. You don't want the positive, the negative, clean slate. I want neither. I don't want the positive yep. or the negative. I kind of want to just be able to, 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 to be variable, to be able to go A or B, yeah. you know, and be flexible. But, you know, I like to spend a lot of time on the greens, um, you know, not just the practice green, but the, like on the greens, you know, I do a lot of like, I roll balls. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will go hit putts and like actually putt it. I'll just take a handful of balls and just roll them different directions. See how they roll out. Yeah, yeah. just rolling them and I see. I think what that's they... a good point because you know you could chip from every angle. You could hit five shots from the fairway and putt from every single part of the green. But one thing that I love to do, like you said, rolling it, just really going around the green, taking your notes. I really like to walk the greens, get all of the undulations, put down the details in my book because I'm very visual. And from the fairway, you can't always see what the green looks like. So if I can look in my book and I know there's a slope on the left and there's actually a bigger flat part behind that hill that I can't see, I know I'm comfortable hitting it back there because I have my detailed notes of what I saw the day before. So really taking your time of walking around the green, seeing the highs, the lows of the hills, 
um, the flat parts of the green, where you have space, where you don't have space. That's really helpful in going into a tournament and being comfortable with your approach shots. Yeah, and I know this, this, this episode's about tournament preparation, and I think this is very, very critical. Uh, regardless of your skill level, if you're playing Golf Week amateur events or you're playing your state open or state amps, um, for me, I really like to quadrant the greens. So I basically draw a crosshair on greens. And uh, if I have a yardage book, I like to be able to see kind of where where the no goes on no no go zones right. are and where the go zones are. So like right. if there's a if there's a bunker front right and the pin is front right, then that might not be a, a pin that I'm coming at if I'm hitting a five iron. You know, right? Um, that might be a pin I got to fire off of and just mapping out where my go pins are potentially because you don't have the pin sheet the day before, um, but mapping out where I have to be. So it's like, if you have four quadrants, there's always usually two go quadrants and a no quadrant and a quadrant that's like a 50-50 quadrant, right? Yeah. So it's like, I look at where my two goals are and my one no, and I do my best to avoid the no. Yeah, I like that. I do something similar. I don't necessarily break it into quadrants, but I see pins or areas of the green that are either red light, yellow light, green light. Like green light, I'm going all day. Yellow light, let's see what my lie is like, you know, what position, how I'm feeling today. And red light is like, okay, middle of the green, regardless of how close I am, where the pin is, um, play it safe. So I think if people can maybe look at um, their course management strategies in that way, it's really helpful to just break down around and feel comfortable in whatever shot you're going to be hitting. Yeah, I think it's pivotal to understand too, like when I think of golf and tournament golf, I know I'm going to have it's a, it's about battles, okay? Like and I look at each hole as a battle, each shot is a gun being shot in a battle and 18 holes is a war. So when I go into a tournament round, I already know that I'm going to have basically six chances for birdies. I'm going to have at least six. And maybe I can win a couple of those those that that six. Then I'm going to have another six that are going to be 50-50 balls where I can make a birdie, where I can make a bogey, or make a par. Right. And then there's going to be six more holes. That's going to be me fighting for par where par is going to be the best score I can make. So my thing is I've got 12 birdie chances. That's how I look at it. Right. And I've got six holes where I got to put my damn seatbelt on. So if I can just if I can win a few of those 12 or win, you know, win the easy six, you know, have being finished even on on that that middle six and maybe get away at like even or one over on those six that I should, you know, that that are tough. That's how I approach, you know, my round. Do I do I do that pre-round? No. I just kind of know it in the back of my head. You know the course. You know what your game plan is. You know your game and how you want to play that specific golf course. I think that's so important for people to know their strengths in tournament play or even just play in general of knowing you're a long driver of the ball. So you need to really attack the par fives and take advantage of them. You know, some of the par fours, maybe you play it safe. It's tight. You got to lay up, whatever the case may be. But knowing your game, I'm not the longest driver. So for me, I know I need to take advantage of my mid irons and my wedges. Um, I know what, what long par fours, I need to just play it safe, get on the green and two putt. So really knowing your game and knowing how the course sets up for specifically you. See, I have I have an issue with part threes, and I just I'm gonna be transparent. I don't know what it is about teeing a ball up in the ground. It should be the easiest thing to play a part three, but when I was competing, you know, especially in college, um, my goal was to always make if I could just finish the round with all fours, if I could go the whole round and not make a five, you know, which is I'm okay with making a four on a part three. That's 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 for me and part three play. Like, hey, I. 
if I make all fours on all par threes and all fours on par fives, hey, I, I just washed and shot even par. Boom. Um, so that was that was where I allowed myself. And I think a lot of people don't allow themselves to make mistakes in their plan because golf golf is something that you got to roll with. You got to roll with the punches. <laughs> We're not in you the know, trees, Doug. Okay. And, and, and every tree is different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> shit. This is birdies, not BS. Every and I'm always different. trying to find yes. some birdies from the trees. I'm like the black Phil Mickelson out here. <laughs> Like, it's okay. I'm sure you, well, you don't miss fairways, so I can't make that statement. But but. that actually brings up a good point. Say you play round one, your tournament is multiple days, you don't hit the ball well or something feels off. How do you deal with that post round? Do you practice? Are you grinding afterwards? Are you picking it? Just, just going home, forget about it and pick it back up the next day. How do you play that out? See, that depends on my level of pissed offness. That's not a statement, (laughs) but I'm making it. It depends on how mad We've all been there. Like, it's like if I had a bad front nine and I was able to kind of gather some momentum and, you know, play the back, you know, a couple under, I'm not going to go to the range because I, I found you it found for the it. last, for the few hours. It's like I, didn't, right. I got off to a bad start. Maybe I need to sleep better. Maybe I need a better right. warm up tomorrow. Those are, that's kind of where my mind goes. But if I've hit it bad all day and I've, I've had to like put the driver in timeout or the hybrid's not working off the tees, then, oh, we go into the range. But what's scary is for, for me and a lot of players is you've got to be able to separate yourself from that anxiousness or that or that that anger that you experience and try to get back yeah. to tempo and get back to rhythm and get back to a, a certain fluidity with your motion. So, yes, um, you got to be careful when when you don't play great and then you go to the, you know, to the practice tee after the round. I agree. I mean. You're not going to find it instantly, unfortunately. It doesn't always work that way. And you have to remind yourself, it's just one day. It's literally one day of golf. We've all been there. It could be mental. It could be, you know, something technical. You just, something was off. Um, You can't be too hard on yourself. You're not going to be perfect. But I think it is good sometimes if you had a bad ball striking day or you made no putts to just at least get the visual of, seeing the ball go on your your target line, seeing the ball go in the hole, get that confidence back before you go to sleep and then get ready for the next day. You know, it's funny. Dr. Bob, in our last episode, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, what is that, 48, Dr. Bob's episode, uh, mental mental golf game. is yes. we uh, <laughs> It really stuck to me, the image where he was like, when's the last time you went to a, a range and you saw a player with his feet up in a, in a plastic chair saying that he was visualizing his, his round like I, yeah. I thought that I thought that was funny but I think it's super poignant because um sometimes that's what it takes yeah um and I think going in a tournament round not even I think I know that when you're going into a tournament round and you've completed round one of a multi-day event you need to go back through you need to look at your pin sheet and look at the pin placements uh, like on an aerial map and like look and see okay this pin was here and I hit it where Oh, well, shit. No wonder I made a bogey. I, I, I shouldn't have hit it there. Exactly. You know, my number was wrong. I should have had the number to the front. You have to be able to, yeah, recognize, break down your round. Like, you know, I've hit 17 greens before and made no birdies. And my co- first thing my coach will ask is, well, how far away were you putting from? Like, well, yeah, I didn't give myself many, like, five, eight footers. So that makes sense. You know, yeah. I have 35 putts today. Ooh. But, you know... I was putting from 50 feet away. You know, this yeah. isn't a true story, but, yeah, but you know, but just you know what? In 35 putts and you're hit 50 feet all day. That's a great putting day. Thank you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But that's, that's what we do to ourselves. We'll yes. say like, I didn't make nothing. And it's like, uh, the closest you were, were 80 feet. All what do day. you expect? Yeah. Like, you're not gonna, I mean, there's 1% chance of making a putt. Like, right. 
you know, something I find interesting, not to skip around, but to kind of to go back to, again, initial tournament prep, Cheyenne, do you use these um, these apps, you know, the 18 birdies or the Golf Logics or the Google Maps, whatever these apps are out there that where you can see the holes and, and get game plans? Do you use those or have you any experience with that? I have not, actually. I know people who have used, like, Google Earth to map out a course or at least see what the layout is what i've done is i've gone to course websites to look at the pictures they have um you know actually a lot of courses will have uh, descriptions of each hole so like going into a u.s open or any tournament really i've done that in the past to where i can go through and get what the course architect you know says about each golf hole because it's yeah. great advice to at it least is good get advice. an idea they tell you how to play yeah. yeah, get an idea of what you're getting yourself into. Um, and it gives you just more information to be able to go into the golf course, whether you're blind or you have one one practice round, but just have a little bit more information. So are you using yardage books when you play? Yes, always. You know, the night before, day before, you would look at the yardage book and kind of plot plot your practice round, execute yeah. that plan, and then see how that plan you know worked during your planning session. Yep. So most of what I'm writing in my yardage book during practice rounds are my lines off the tee, uh, any layup clubs that I might have, um, any specific notes of this green is firm, you can't be long, you know, we want to leave ourselves below the hole here. Um, And then, like I said before, mapping out the greens and being very detailed in the slopes there. So before the round, um, tournament round, I'll put the pins in there, kind of get my game plan of pins I can go after, pins I can't go after. Um, and then, you know, throughout the day, I'm, I'm checking my, my yardage book on every hole and going by the game plan that I have mapped out. Yeah, with you, you talk to a caddy, I'm sure. So when, you, when you're you know, strategizing, are you doing it with your caddy or not with your caddy? Are you telling him what the plan is? Yeah, in the practice round as we're playing, like, uh, I, think we could, I think we need to stay on the left side here. It gives ourselves a good angle to the pin. Or uh, we can't be aggressive on this hole because you really can't miss long here. we got to give ourselves a good putt up to the um up up the hill so whatever i'm definitely strategizing with my caddy we might agree we might not agree but at the end of the day we're having some type of conversation about it well see i'm gonna let you in a little secret what's that uh we're talking about tournament prep here right so i've already noticed something as i'm getting ready for the arizona open that you know i'm gonna be transparent about off-speed shots right now, very difficult for me because I don't have the reps. You know, I don't have the reps. I've got I've got my left arm parallel position with my wedges. Um, but I, I know that number, and I know how, you know, if I choke down one inch, it's going to take off three. Choke down two inch, it's going to take off six, roughly. Um, so I know, like, left arm parallel, 54 degree is going to go for me probably 96 yards carry, you know, so I can choke it down and get, like, 90 out of it, choke it two inches. But what I am going to say is those shots, I've already noticed that I might not really play to those numbers. For me to be successful, I need to give myself as many full full swings as possible. It's a strategy I've never really, you know, employed. You know, I've never laid back so I could have full swings. Yeah. Uh, I saw some of that in the in the in the uh, practice round, uh, or excuse me, in the qualifier, where I was, you know, hitting hybrids and laying back, even though I could hit driver. I was having, you know, 130 30 yards, 140 yards, hitting little punch shots here. But when I got those 80-yard wedge shots, when I got those 65-yard front pins, I struggled. I'm just going to be honest with you. So it's like I'm looking at that, you know, as I have still two more weeks to practice, 
do I want to get better from 80 yards in two weeks or do I want to just keep working on that that motion that swing so um that's one thing that I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth with you know regarding my game plan is just leave myself back and, and you yeah. know when you lay your, when you lay back the fairways are usually a hell of a lot wider yes they are <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's a great point that you made and once you actually are playing a tournament and competing and putting yourself in those situations, you learn a lot about your game that you don't recognize when you're just playing out for fun and practicing. You know, when you're practicing that 80-yard shot, is nothing. But you're in a tournament, you got a front pin or, you know, there's water or it's tucked. You know, it's Mm-mm. a little nope. bit trickier sometimes. So it'll that definitely... front <laughs> pin right now. I saw a shot the other day. I don't know what it is about my attack angle or my wedges or my ball. Like it's not, I, I'm not creating enough spin to, to get it to stay. Ooh. So it's like front pins. I need to have at least 115 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Tournaments will, uh, will expose you sometimes with what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with and what you might get a little <laughs> bit more work on. Um, <laughs> but, but that's, what's dope about the game though, because there's, yes. n- I'm, I'm over here planning, right? If I do a or B, I'm still right. I just know that to, to give myself, the best chance to protect par, right? Yes. Like I'm, I'm trying to protect par, you know, and try to sneak away with a couple birdies. I'm trying not to do nothing stupid. And I think that's, that, that can translate into a lot of people's, you know, weekend games. Like, you know, when you got water down the right side and the hole's fairly short, trying to bang driver down there and get a flip wedge. Sometimes it's dumb. No. Like you can, you can hit a hybrid or something where you know, it's not going to go in the water. Right. And have like a wedge that you're super comfortable with. For example, what's the most used club of yours when you're on the range hit balls? wedges a hundred percent no but i'm saying like if you're getting a lesson what's the club you use oh like a seven iron you're hitting a seven iron right yeah. how far do you hit a seven iron uh 155 so 155 as crazy as it sounds for you is your most practiced number mm-hmm. like as it relates to when you're training when you're working on your swing when you're doing your block practice you're hitting seven irons probably more than any other club in the back yeah so so for you to try to hit balls past 155 five with driver sometimes it's probably the dumbest thing you can do. Not, uh, not you i'm saying yeah yeah it's, it's dumb from a planning perspective like yeah hitting that number is comfortable especially like you said it's a shorter hole there's water why would i chance hitting my driver trying to needle my driver to get to an awkward 40 yard chip shot when i could lay back with a hybrid and hit a full eight iron seven iron whatever a fuller club to where i know i'm comfortable off the tee and I'm comfortable from the fairway. So just trying to map out courses in that way to where you're really limiting. The worst case scenario, if I flare my driver to the right, I'm still not going in the water. Like it's so much. You just have to really map it out and play worst case, best case scenarios. And is it worth it? All right, Cheyenne Woods, as we close this episode of Birdies Not BS, I'm going to ask you a very personal question about your golf game. What do you have to do to be successful with your game where it is today to win and hoist that uh, that trophy on Sunday. To win. Um, so we think about winning. We ain't talking oh, about nothing yeah, else. Of course. Everything <laughs> placing is BS. This is about birdies. So all birdies. So for me, honestly, it, the conversation we had last week with Dr. Bob was great and just refreshing that mindset and the importance of the mental side of the game. So for me, you know, obviously I have my on course prep, but to really get to that next level of winning, I definitely need to refresh the mental side as well of just seeing great shots, ex- not expecting, but knowing you're capable of great shots, making putts, making mm. birdies, playing great golf. Um, so that side of it as well. And, you know, for me, my game technically, 
I would just say short game, you know, the putting, you know, last year was a bit of a struggle for me, but right now I, I feel the best I ever have with my putter. So, um, I just want to keep that confidence going, that, that great feel with the putter going and That's it. roll in a lot of birdies. That's it. You know, you need to ball it up and sell it on eBay. <laughs> That's what I tell people. When you putt yes. good, you roll it. You know, um, I appreciate you, you know, talking straight. You know, these are hard things to talk about sometimes. You know, our games are like our kids. It's very personal. You know, that's it. All all birdies here. No BS. Uh, always a pleasure to speak to Cheyenne as she's getting ready for her uh, event. Where's the event, Shy? Where, where can we follow you? We, uh, LPGA is starting out in Toledo, Ohio at Inverness Golf Club. Oh, I love Inverness. Um, which is, you know, very pure. A lot of history there. So we start up next Friday, uh, July 31st. Um, so, you, you know, watch it on Golf Channel, LPGA.com. I'll be out there. And Doug, what what is your event even Ooh. talking about? You got to let yeah. the people know. We want to know. know. Playing the Arizona Open uh, first championship in almost two years. Uh, yeah. Uh, August 3rd, 4th, 5th. Uh, Superstition Mountain Prospector Course. We're going to go out there and get course. it. We're going to talk post-tournament. We're going to come back and see if we perform to some BS or to some birdies uh, per this conversation today. But <laughs> best of luck to you, Sean. We'll holler at you. Thank you. See you guys. You know, we want to be your front door. So we know that you listening or downloading the episodes and, and liking us on Instagram. We appreciate that. But tell your friends about us. Go out and let's grow the game together. We want to be the front door to those people that you're bringing into the game of golf in a no BS fashion. We're going to give it to you straight and all the way real. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Birdies Not BS, Birdies Not BS.com. Tell your peoples about us. I'll catch y'all next week.